Hey, what's up, guys? It's your host, Mario, and thank you again the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in again for another episode. Uh, we finally made it to episode three. Ooh. Um, real quick, super grateful for all the love shown to both episodes that are available on Spotify and most major platforms you listen to podcasts on. Uh, just a quick introduction to my special guest on today's episode, Kayla Daly. Now, Kayla is a longtime family friend uh, who lives out of Tennessee uh, with her husband, Nick, uh, which we talk about their family here and there throughout the episode. Uh, we go into depth on uh, taking that leap of faith and overcoming fears uh, that hold some people back, um, you know, over major events or something, you know, that shifts our lives completely, you know, that those chances that we want to take. Um, also, we talk about the fun that comes with running a YouTube channel and Instagram blog and much much more uh please if you haven't already like and subscribe and leave a review for the podcast i know it's a silly thing to ask but it's a huge help with feedback and uh, what we can do to continue growing uh without further ado i just want to thank you guys again for joining us today uh here's my special guest kayla daly oh my gosh it is so it's been so long it's been years so years. years man I mean, I, I've had you on Facebook forever. Cause, I mean, because yeah. like, obviously, like, you know, uh, we yeah. go back, you know, with, like, our dads being friends. And then, of course, I mean, uh-huh. I was cool with you and cool with me. It's yeah. Awesome. But now, like, we're years past that. And we've right. got our, like, own thing going. And it's so mm-hmm. cool because, like, I, I got to see your family grow you know, from like almost day one, it's so cool to see because like, right. like we drifted and we, we were uh-huh. everyone. Everyone does their own thing. We're all growing up, right? Uh, yeah, you know. especially when you have kids. Like there, I mean, you might see your friends once in a, once a blue, in blue moon. Like yeah, it, 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 life moves fast when they come come along. Yeah, and I mean, I know you're a little bit older than me, uh, so like we weren't mm-hmm. like the same age, so we didn't yeah. hang out with like the exact same people. Um, mm-hmm. but our circles kind of mixed a little bit at, at that time. And For so that's, sure. you know, that's how we became friends. But then, um, and then we moved States and you're, you're saying you're now in Tennessee. Yes. So we are now in Tennessee from Texas. Uh, Nick spent a lot of time in Tennessee. So it was always the second option if we really couldn't find our settling place in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and it's, the landscape is way different from Texas, which is kind I of why imagine. we picked it. It's gore. I mean, trees everywhere. And like uh, Texas has its trees, but I mean, for the most part, you're, it's like flat. All mm. the land that's for sale is flat. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff sometimes <laughs> people don't want. Uh, so to, right, exactly. Taking a step back. Um, thank mm-hmm. you so much for taking the time out of your day uh, to do this and uh, to be on the podcast. Um, I definitely always try to reach out to people that I know. Um, you know, friends, family kind of deal, uh, people yeah. that pique my interest. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I kind of been following your family. Um, uh, for the audience that doesn't know, this is my friend Kayla. Uh, she runs um, like a family blog on YouTube um, and does various projects, uh, various uploads on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, the whole nine. Um, and so I was intrigued by what you were doing with your family, uh, kind of um, from from an outsider you're raising your family, I would say like in an untraditional way. Is that okay to say like a, a yeah. non-traditional way? So I'm going to like pass it off to you as to what 
your YouTube channel pertains into what your blog pertains and uh, what you do as a family. Yeah, for sure. So it, it is definitely alternative, like not traditional. And that's mainly because me and Nick made the decision. Um, the first maybe two, three years of the kid's life, we tried to do parenting um, modeled after what either our parents did or maybe there was like a family that we respected, like basically carbon copy example of a parenting style. And it just, we always ended up, it just never fit right. It just always felt like we were enforcing rules that either we personally didn't really care about or we were, you know, giving attention and making our kids do things that, again, we personally might not really care about, but that was a part of whatever parenting model we found. So basically one day we just said, let's just make this up as we go. Like just kind of mm -hmm. feel our kids out, feel, you know, just kind of where we are in life. If we want to do this, if we don't want to do that. So that's where the idea of the bus came in. Mm -hmm. So we live on a bus. Uh, we bought a prison bus and turned it into a home. So it's like a tiny home. Okay. Um, and that mainly comes from going to the houses, like, um, you know, getting a house built in a suburb, uh, we went or just looking for houses. It just never felt right. You're supposed to get excited when you buy your house. You're supposed yeah, to like, exactly. you know, be happy. I mean, I feel like it's the one of the biggest things you're going to buy, the most expensive thing you're going to buy, you should at least be excited about it or, or just really committed to it. And we never were, we went through the whole process. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end, like we're in, it was kind of like, okay, sign on the dotted line. Like, here's your yeah. um, house and everything. We just, we just like kind of ghosted. <laughs> I mean, because we, we didn't have uh, like a real reason, like we hadn't had a house picked out. So it was kind of this process where you build your house and mm -hmm. then you like, you know, pick the lot that you want to be on. And so once we got to that point, it was really weird because we both didn't want to do it, but we could never articulate why, like, you know, who, what mm -hmm. parent doesn't want a house? Like, why yeah. would we not want to do that? And so we kind of felt in this weird, awkward stage for about a year. And then we saw a documentary on Netflix about this couple that trans uh, renovated a bus to their house. And we were both like, yep that's it. That's let's what I want to do. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. Let's just do it. So that's, Don't, and I mean, yeah. honestly, the bus, the bus was kind of the snowball effect. So, mm -hmm. I mean, once you live on a bus, you kind of start living day to day mm -hmm. differently than, than you uh, would. And um, our main, our original goal was to travel mm -hmm. with the bus, travel as a family, but uh, coronavirus happened. So we were definitely a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were definitely a little scared to do the whole traveling thing. So we were like, okay, what else on our, you know, list of goals do we have? And like 10 years from now, we said we wanted to buy land. And um, we were just like, well, why? There's no rule. We have to wait 10 years. Like, yeah, exactly. can we do it now? Yeah. And so that's what we ended up doing. So we were like, let's just park for, you know, a year or two and uh and then start traveling and so that's kind of where we are right now we bought we purchased 14 acres in oh Tennessee. wow 
And um, yeah, it's oh my gosh, if I would have yeah, because I, I was known. I was watching some of the YouTube videos <laughs> that you post. Uh, your channel is called the I don't want to mispronounce it. The it's just daily, right? The daily. Yeah, yeah, craze. it's the daily craze. Yeah, yeah, you just say it just like daily. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a play on words. It works out. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, uh, for the audience, the the YouTube channel is a daily craze. Uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier in the conversation, it's um it's kind of like a family blog that you're sharing with mm -hmm. the world on your guys's journey. Um, you know, this is kind. Of, this conversation is a little bit behind the scenes on those decisions that you're making because uh, you right. made, you did want a house, but you don't want a house. You, you know, that's kind of like a societal like pressure. You're only successful if you own this, if you do that. But you're like, nah, we're we're gonna do it this Absolutely, way. Yeah. And you are <laughs> killing. I mean, it, it's so entertaining. Your kids are so cute and so well made. Oh, thank you. And so it's just like, it's so cool. Like I mentioned, like to see your family grow. And so yeah. now you have land in Tennessee, 14 acres. Did you decide like that's the lot or like how did it come about? Because the last video I saw, y'all were cleaning and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not cut out to <laughs> clean that. Oh my gosh. It's, I, first of all, just a side note, I have, such a level of respect for anyone who does like construction or lawn service because the thing that I realized is like you have to wear long sleeve long pants whenever you're yeah you'll get yeah burnt. you'll you'll give a you and not like get stuck with stuff who knows what's oh, in yeah. the grass and the insects it's also freaking hot yep. so I'm over here like I don't want to get bugs or or grass or anything on me but also it's too hot to be wearing these things. And so now anytime I drive into the city where there's like construction or whatever, I'm just like, I tip my hat to everybody because I'm like, this is terrible. But now fast forward, we did get the land cleared and how that whole thing came about is I, I don't, we weren't the only ones on our wavelength whenever coronavirus happened, because mm -hmm. when we actually decided to search for land, the guy that I talked to, he was like, look, I know this sounds salesy as I'll get out, but if you want this land, like you have to let me know right now because I can't even hold on to land. Because since, people buy it. Uh, it was like since, yeah, March or no, since April. He was like, ever since April, I can't hold on to anything. I can't even post a piece of land online before I've got calls coming in. To... So I think a lot of people use that opportunity to be kind of shift maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but the land that we got, it's unrestricted land, which for anyone who is interested in purchasing land, that's the one thing to look out for because unrestricted land means that it's your land. You can do whatever you yeah. want. My, you know, not a slaughterhouse, not a junkyard, but everything else you can. Yeah. And, and the important thing is a lot of people have purchased land and then they've had people tell them like, Hey, you can't have that bus here or, Hey, you can't do that. And they're like, what the heck? I just, I yeah. bought this. this and is then mine. it's in the contract. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was the main thing for us is getting unrestricted land. And whenever the guy told me that land is going really fast, he had these two lots, or actually I think he was going to split them into two or three lots. And um, I was like, I, I just want it all, all. Just give it, just give us all of it. it all. And yeah, I'll just take it all. And the good thing about it, um, very much an impulse decision. I'm not even going to try to front and act like it was very planned out. It was not. <laughs> but I think it's because it was in that pressure situation of a lot of people just snagging land up. Um, but it worked out because it's very different, the 14 acres. So we have a really cool wooded area. We have the area which we cleared in the videos, the YouTube videos you can see, that's where we cleared and we're gonna grow um, a garden, attempt to grow, we'll see. 
Nice. We're starting at zero here. <laughs> like I've never done now, is, any of this. Is that so. soil like? Did, when the guy was telling you about the land, did he tell you that it's good for growing? Because I know there's like, there's there's dirt and there's like hard rock. You know what I mean? Like you can't yes. grow anything like that. Uh, so mm -hmm. did he tell you that it was at least usable? Because I mean, they probably yeah no. They did. They did not. They did not say that. But fortunately, it it is. Once we started digging and everything, mm -hmm. I mean, it's got worms. It's the oh, it's, the right consistency. Mm -hmm. It's it's really good. And I think the area that we're in is the area that like people before us mm -hmm. kind of posted up. And okay. so, um, you know, you can tell that this was a really good area since the people before us they mm -hmm. were growing yeah, they over here the area. too. Yeah, yeah. But I will say it is, you know, bus. And then the land, the best purchase decision, um, mm -hmm. because you have a certain level of freedom. Like yeah. you kind of, I don't know. It's it's crazy because I didn't even know it was there. Like I didn't even know that I felt restricted in the space that I was living in until I started living in very different spaces. And I'm like, man, I can just kick back, walk around, do whatever acres. I want. Yeah, like I mean, what? I could you only know? imagine 14 acres. I get lost. I would get lost if I owned that much land. <laughs> yeah, that's why we clear it bit by bit. We don't just go into the woods because, yeah, I, I would be lost. <laughs> I could only imagine. Because you, you mentioned that it's it's got various different types of areas. You have a wooden area. Um, could you go more into detail? Like what drew you, aside from the land selling fast, to that plot? Did you have other yeah. options or was that like something caught your attention with that? Like, no, I need that one. Yeah, I think it kind of had all the factors we wanted because we didn't, the whole reason we were in Tennessee is because Texas was really flat. So it did have a lot of hills. It had a lot of thick trees and the kids wanted a tree house. A lot of the land that um, we saw previously. And like I said, we actually reached out and wanted to purchase other lots. Mm -hmm. but they were gone by the time oh, we, wow. we contacted them. So, um, you know, the pressure factor is why we got the land, but also too, I mean, it's got uh, really thick trees. Um, the, there's actually a neighbor has told us there's like a cave in there. Um, oh, but I think the main, yeah. Yeah. Which I will not be going into. I'm like, that's exactly how scary story starts. Like, Oh, and in a, in a deserted lot, a cave oh. behind the hidden woods. Like, all right, now nah, I'm good. <laughs> let me tell let me tell you something too that's really funny about someone who has lived in suburbs apartments and and all that my whole life you would never imagine the sounds that some animals make like if you oh. have you ever heard a raccoon no, not like i'm like hey what's up man no, like yeah no no like first of all I, so the first like two weeks we were here i thought there was like a monster coming <laughs> to get me like because it's they almost sound like a, a screaming woman, like a crying oh. woman. See, now and like, so nah, I can't do this. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I man. was like, what? So we actually went on YouTube. <laughs> There's actually people who put compilations of like different animal sounds. Yeah, normal, so, normal Friday things, Friday night things. Yeah, man. yeah. So that's what we do now. We look up <laughs> animal noises on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. Like, uh, you know, you've got like wild hogs, definitely coyotes, raccoons, um, just like things that I'm learning a lot more intimately that I never knew before. <laughs> it has been really fun. It's been um, interesting. But yeah, the, the land itself, how much land it was, 
the fact that we had to act quickly and it did at first glance have a lot of the things that we wanted like trees and an area to clear for for uh, farming so that's kind of why we we pulled the trigger on that one do you have a water source that runs through it or is it kind of just oh my goodness freaking water man <laughs> I, I was oh my gosh i'm so glad you brought that up because one thing that I have to stress to people is that it's not like going out there and calling the utility company and yeah. being like, hey, so can you switch my stuff on? Please? Like it took so long. We had to get an electrician to come out to do the poll. And then uh, the company comes out to inspect it. And then uh, the other company comes out to actually hook up the electricity. So electricity was a whole thing, which eventually we want to do solar. So mm -hmm. we can kind of be like super off the grid and we won't even have an electric bill. Um, but the water there's like four different wells on this property okay one of them is like 1200 feet deep so i'm not even messing with that you have to have like three different pumps to get water from that well and also too we don't know the last time it's been used oh. so there's so many factors in if it's safe figuring out right if it's safe to use because if you treat you can treat well water but also too it might run you the same cost of digging a new well oh. and um we're, we're pretty much on the hill we're or we're on a high um not a mountain i guess it's just a hill but we're pretty high up mm -hmm. and so um our neighbors they've all said that they've had issues with water and getting consistent water so what we're doing right now is the bus had a water tank um, and so we are filling that up at a water station and then like driving it back to the bus and mm -hmm. then we have that water source. But I think eventually we're just going to dig a brand new well. Okay. But since everybody has told us there have been issues with the water, we're just going to kind of work with the Band-Aid fix for now until we can focus long enough mm -hmm. to see it through. Because I don't want to start a well and then have to stop it or another project come up and then we're, you know. Yeah, see, this is like stuff one. people don't really think about because, you know, yes. here, you know, you move into an apartment like, hey, water company, I just moved in. Can you switch? Yeah, no problem. Whereas you, <laughs> so I was going to ask you about the electricity. Like, are you in, in the middle of nowhere or is this kind of like near a city kind of deal where you had to call someone to install, install electricity? Yeah, install. Like, so 1800s? <laughs> Right. No. So just to give you an idea of how far out it is, I went to the um, town, the city council or whatever, when we first got here and went to them and was like, hey, um, we need water and electric. And they were like, yeah, sure. Where's what's your address? And I gave him my address and literally the guy laughed and he was like, we don't service all the way out there. And I was like, oh, well, cool. So, you know, and I think that's the beauty and, and what I love so much about our YouTube channel is because we have no idea what we're doing once we start <laughs> but that's it's not like the you're gonna adventure watch our channel yeah, yeah exactly so i'm like i'm like i'm giving you a real authentic look at what all of this entails because you know i i study from people who have been doing this for 40 years right like mm -hmm. that's the youtube that i watch like yeah. You watch our YouTube channel if you're like, I'm really thinking about it, but like, what does it actually entail to do these things? Yeah. And that's us because we're, we're starting from square one on everything. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so the electricity, we, like I said, had to, we cleared out land and we found a pole. 
So that was really cool because it was cheaper to just get the pole fixed than it would have been to get a whole new pole. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that only came from after clearing a whole acre of land before we found that that pole. And in the meantime, what we were using was a generator, which a generator is awesome, really cool. But when you're using it as your main source, I mean, it's $20 to fill it up and you Mm -hmm. have to fill it up twice a day. So 40 dollars dollars a day seven days a week exactly 30 days a month 356 days i was like oh we can't we can't keep doing this (laughs) so um but the generator has been cool as far as a backup but yeah we definitely needed to get some electricity so we got that pole fixed and again that's the complicated part because when i called the electric company to come out Mm -hmm. here and do it um, they were like, so who's your electrician? And I was like, I don't have an electrician. What do you mean? It's, it's Billy Bob. Like, I, I got him off. Yeah, paper. right. Like, I mean, who am I supposed to call? I have no idea. And they were like, they need to sign off on it. So it's just little things like that when you have never lived in this type of environment that yeah. you learn and that you you realize there's a whole, mm-hmm. a whole process. I, I mean, basically what I'm saying is I was really spoiled when I came out here and was just expecting I feel like <laughs> they anticipate you you know they expect you well you moved out here you should know it's like right you should know like i don't know nothing you know i want to yeah you know start fresh and something new which is totally awesome like like you mentioned with your youtube channel you're giving people the chance to live through your lens you know because how many how many folks are really going to take that leap that you took like i i salute you because you're brave you know, taking them for the team and do it. It's amazing. You guys are doing such a great job. I mean, I, I love you. the channel. Remember, audience, it's the daily craze. Um, you know, you guys kind of like shifted like topics because I know originally your your channel was about like parenting. Uh, what made yeah. you want to do change it from like parenting uh, to land owning? And now you recently mentioned schooly uh, schooly is that am i pronouncing that correctly yeah yeah so the schoolie is the bus that's that's kind of what people call it um typically people get school buses and that's where schooly came from okay. um, ours is like i said it's a prison bus so um it's a lot bigger than a normal school bus mm-hmm. but the shift really came from i mean like, so when we started the channel, it was about parenting, it was about family and everything. And that was around the time, like I mentioned, where me and Nick were like, what are we doing? Like, Mm -hmm. what, you know, and so once we decided to make up our own parenting style, and Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of opened us up to alternatives. Yeah. And that's, that's where the shift came, because I realized that I didn't want it to be just about parenting yeah. because I feel like that kind of puts you in a box, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it excludes a lot of folks that don't have children. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and I think I, I was kind of drawn to changing the channel more to this because it, it, it encompasses what happens when you kind of loosen the reins on parenting. Like if you're parenting, because let me back up and say as parents we know everything we do is involves them like every decision we make is for them and has them in mind at at the very least it has them in mind and so 
once you back off of how you look at parenting, it opens up everything else in your life because then, um, and I'm trying to think of like an example. So like we could take homeschooling, like homeschooling originally before coronavirus was just for people who maybe wanted to like guard their kids, you know, from a Mm -hmm. religious aspect, kind of wanted to limit that association with like public school, Mm -hmm. or it was just that, you know, they have a very different way of looking at the world than people do in public school, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever your reason may be. Yeah. Um, our reason is just, we really wanted to like hang out with our kids. Like, <laughs> like we didn't have, you know, because we're not, you know, you know, I grew up, you know, like I grew up as a Jehovah's witness and um, I never like, like left as far as the thinking, like the, yeah, the, the principles beliefs were concerned, yeah. you know, like and I feel like that's another thing where people are like, oh, I'm no longer this religion that the assumption is like, burn it all to the ground. I hate yeah. it. I hate that, you know, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the case. I just, you know, kind of drifted into a different mindset and, and yeah. wanted different things. But you still kept and, the principles, the morals and all that. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that's why I it tell pretty folks much too, is core to me. I mean, if folks that don't know, I also grew up Jehovah's Witness. I mean, that's, that's how we knew each other. Our, 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 right, our, right, our exactly. Parents, we're friends. We all went to the same thing um, and gradually drifted. We do our own thing kind of deal. Um, but yeah. it's, I always try to explain to people, I'm like, I'm still a good person. I just, yeah. you know, <laughs> I just don't do certain things, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, going back to like the homeschooling, you know, uh, what were we talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like, so like, you know, if you're not like, if you're not a part of a very strict religion, it's like some people have never even thought of homeschooling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the thought genuinely has never come to people's minds like prior to Mm -hmm. COVID. And I think a lot of people found out like, Hey, I actually can do this. Like I actually can teach my kids at home. And unfortunately I I wish it didn't take a pandemic for like a lot of people to realize that my biggest thing is opening yourself up to, to other options, even if you don't, fall into the stereotypical group that would want to do that Mm -hmm. um because like for me we live on a bus we plan on living on a bus long term because it's cost effective and we want to build our house now i also encourage people who might be in debt um who like live on a bus for two years and save money Mm -hmm. or like maybe someone out of college or going to college like thinking, you know, thinking like, what's the best way for me to save money or to live? Like, it doesn't have to be long term, I guess, basically what I'm saying is so like people who may look at um, someone like me and and our family who's done all these things, you can do one of those things for a few years. Yeah, and see where that takes you like do and live alternatively for a little bit, because Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so serious. The first step, it just it's like we fell and it's just started rolling after that and all these opportunities started opening up so yeah like you know just opening your parenting ideals up um you know is, is uh, yeah, the starting I, I point think i think the biggest step for people is letting go of fear fear right. is the biggest roadblock like me personally i is like that's why i live through you because like I'm scared. Like I've grown up in the city my whole life. You know, I, we lived in Texas. I live in California now. 
I'm talking about oh, like, cool. you know what I mean? It's just like, I got neighbors left and right. There's always mm-hmm. traffic. There's cars everywhere. Busy, 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 busy. And yeah. taking that leap into the unknown, I feel like me along with a lot of other folks, that fear and that, um, what, what would you call it? Like the comfortability, you know, the comfort, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the comfort safety net, you know, having a safety right. net. And I think, you know, that's part to blame on societal norms you know, they may not feel that it's normal to live on a bus, to live alternatively right. because it's not safe. But mm-hmm. it seems like you guys have it kind of in the bag. Uh, you know, you guys have it figured out financially. And I think that's a big part too, where people have that fear. Yeah. If you don't mind, what do you guys do for work? Or you, or, you know, what do you guys do for work? Yeah, so this is the part, this is probably the one part that we did intentionally step-by-step plan because after we saw that um, movie with, the, them converting a bus the very first question was like okay if we do this how are we going to fund it and so that was when we decided what what is the thing that we can do remotely that makes the most money and software engineering came into our heads and so okay. a year ago we made the decision we both enrolled in school to become software engineers and that's what what nick primarily does i ended up actually getting a job with um sunny Juzzi, who's like a huge YouTube um, coach. She, uh, I work with her. And so Nick does the software engineering. But yeah, that that was very important to us because um, at the end of the day, money still yeah. allows you to do things like you yeah. still need money. I haven't gotten to that point where I'm burning dollars or anything, but <laughs> well, like it's still important. Views, you know, we'll yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But um, I did want to touch base on, so that was very, that was very clear. That was very laid out. And um, there are so many options. The school we went to, you don't pay until you get a job, until you're starting to work. So that was a very financial, it was a huge financial release to not take on all that debt right before we start a huge project, like converting. Um, And I just wanted to touch on what you said about the fear and because we were there too and you know our fear net didn't go away but one one of the people that i follow heavy is gary vaynerchuk and one of the things he says is he was like i thought about waking up at 50 60 years old and thinking about all of the things that i didn't do and that Mm -hmm. i am no longer physically able to do and it's like you know and it's much older like in your 80s and 90s but typically if you haven't even given a thought to it by the time you're 50 and 60 it's probably less likely that you're going to do that so he and he says it in a much more articulate way and will probably light the fire (laughs) under you a lot better than than me saying it so go check him out Gary Vaynerchuk but that was what it is for us it's not that we no longer were afraid but we both are way more afraid of waking up 30 years from now mm-hmm. and having not done this. That, that is like when that's, people think of like, oh, me quitting a job and living on a bus, that fear, like that's what we feel by not doing it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, by not taking, so you just, you have to flip it on its head because it's always gonna be there, you know? Yeah. That fear is not going away. So you just have to, to see it, flip it on its head and make it work for you. So whether that's like, you know, I don't want my kid to go to like the same school that I went to, you know, whatever it might be, then, then that's the first step. And you start working towards whatever you need to do to make that happen because that fear of them going or living or growing up in the same neighborhood you did 
is way more than people looking at you crazy <laughs> and whatnot. So yeah. I think that's that's a really good first step is just flipping that fear uh, on its head. It's like a reverse psychology kind of deal. Yeah, that's a Trick really yeah, that's a really good like way to view it because like like that roadblock is still I mean with just various things you know like getting a new car just you know just any anything in general and it's just so right. cool to see that you did take that leap you know just like wake up one day and you're like you know what you know but you guys obviously thought it out you know let's do this and let's do that and you mentioned about building a house are you guys going to build a house on the land you guys purchased or are you guys planning on still taking the bus and going around i know you guys were traveling a little bit before covid just like hit hard yeah yeah before it second uh segment that you guys had uh you, know, you guys were like visiting different cities with different yeah. contexts which is so important to be showing your kids especially yeah. in, in in an environment now where you know even though information is so easily accessible people don't reach out to it and I feel like it's right. definitely a very different uh, when you immerse yourself into it. Like I'm a huge For fan sure. of like art museums. You know, you can see art on your phone and on the computer on TV. Like, wow, that's really mm -hmm. great. But when you go to a museum, an art museum, yeah. there's mm -hmm. an essence to it. It's, it's different. So, so crazy. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could describe it because mm -hmm. it's like something that I encourage people to do. You're having a bad yeah. day. You just like, you're out of it. Go to an art museum. Experience the, in my opinion, the most human you could ever be is with expression. Yeah. And so Absolutely. when I was watching your YouTube videos of showing your kids like these historical sites, what did you want them to gain from that? I wanted them to gain the 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 stepping stones, like the curiosity, because mm -hmm. um, we're never. I've banished the thought of me teaching them everything, being able to cover everything. Mm -hmm. So what what we were trying to do there is just to start encouraging that, start spiking that curiosity, yeah. so that whenever they do go to another city, their first thing is to think like you know what happened here like i i i roll into a city i want to know like what's the historical significance of this and that's kind of because um i don't know if i mentioned but before covid we had planned our route and our route was planned on the best children's museums in oh, the country nice. so it's crazy that you say that because that's literally how we planned our roadmap there's so many amazing children museums um, and so that's what, we, uh, the children museums and, um, um, I just, oh, and, and amusement parks that was oh, kind of going to be like our, our, you know, yeah. uh, but it, because it's, it's so important to just encourage them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think forcing them, it never works. So, uh, and, and they're young too. I mean, the place that we went was where Emmett Till um, got off the, the train to go visit his family. And it was also the place where um, the whole incident at Tardy Furniture happened. So there was, there was really deep yeah, like, um, context in the places we went. And we didn't uh, want to disrespect it by, like, watering it down yeah. or, or making it not as significant for the children. So what, what we planned to do was just, like, 
like I said, just encouraging them to look at the or, or to seek out the historical significance. Why it's important. Um, right, right. Why it's important, because once they do get to an age where they're ready to kind of get way more into mm -hmm. the meat of what happened, um, you're not going to have to like strap them down to a chair and, and make them watch a history video. Yeah. They're going to want to know. And, and, there's, and there's... I've never. Yeah, I've never felt that more than we're talking about Native American history mm -hmm. because, you know, we're, we're kind of in a place where we're surrounded by nature a lot. And once you like let them take the wheel, kids will take you to an insane place because one of the, the craziest things Lincoln, my son said to me when we were learning about Native Americans for that two week period, he was like, mom, I think that the Native Americans um, have a better religion than Christians. And I, and because we're, we're we're like kind of raising the kids as like you know without a, a structured religion, yeah. and so we teach them about all of the religions. Yeah, you know what they decide to do when it's they're adults. To them, yeah. You know, like if they decide I want to pick one of these to frame my life on, cool. If not, you know. Yeah. So he knows about. Christianity and everything and and he explained to me the reason why is he says Native Americans their faith or their rituals are so based on the earth like everything they do mm -hmm. is earth-based and they're connected with where they came from and the dirt and all that and he was like I just don't I don't feel that from Christians like I've never heard them being really in touch with the earth or really focusing on the earth yeah. and I just thought that was so crazy significant mm -hmm. because I think it has a lot to do with the environment he's growing up in so for him as a person appreciation of trees of of you know the area of growing because they're going to grow their own vegetables um once spring hits but that that was what he finds most important and what yeah. he is relating to having like a spiritual experience mm -hmm. so that's where his focus is and so I think that that might happen with a lot of people where they realize once they're in an environment, they realize they appreciate it a lot more than they could have ever imagined. I mean, we didn't come out here for him to have that kind of understanding, but it's the result of yeah, doing that. It's something so, that was picked up along the way, which is awesome right. because it's just, yeah. I mean, I get scared of the future and these, the children are the future and it's yeah. just like, it's just scary to think of, you know, like we have to raise our children to go in the right direction, given right. There, yeah. there's, there's, we're not perfect. There's not going to be mm -hmm. like this, this, and that is how you do it. Cause everyone's different, but if we can yeah. raise them, like, you know, kind of like how you're doing where they kind of have that exposure to the real world, you know, cause you mentioned right. like Emmett Till that, you know, that has, a lot to do with like racial disparity and it's mm -hmm. there's so much going on right now and it's yeah. just like it's that would to me would be super intimidating to be able mm -hmm. how would i teach my children this is the world without sugarcoating it you yeah. know i need i need you to make a youtube video on that so i can <laughs> so, so, so i can topic so i can learn from that because like I, I feel like I really don't have anyone to talk to about that. Yeah. Like, you know, cause, sure. you know, cause of course I'm Hispanic, you know, you're African American. And so it's kind of like, 
what do we do living in this America? You know, yeah. you know, kind of like Childish Gambino said, this is America because this is yeah. America. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. It's literally in front of us. We're living in history. Like how do, right. how do we guide our children to become better than what we were? You know what I mean? They, that's the thing. They already, and that's what's so crazy. They already are. Mm-hmm. And that is like my biggest parenting philosophy. They come to us perfect. And we just have to like not mess them up with imposing like the very limited view that we have been given of, you know, the world, because it it doesn't matter. Like the parenting model that almost everybody has come from and has taught is very limited. Like you are either this type of family or you were this type of family. Like, so for us, we live in trees and on a bus, but if you walk into our bus, there's a 72 flat screen TV, (laughs) two computers, two iPads. So, you know, it's a matter of like, once you stop narrowing Mm -hmm. everything into a box, you then allow your kids to grow up with like the mentality that they already have, which is very open. Like they, they are very open to things. And as far as talking to them about those really crappy things, like the world, Mm -hmm. um, what Mm -hmm. I found is, is you just have a conversation with them. I mean, we, we don't let them watch like graphic things, but we will tell them like, look, uh, a woman. Um, so we talked to them about Breonna Taylor and it was very simple. Um, what I said was there was a woman and her boyfriend who were in an apartment. Um, police came to their door. It was very late at night. They didn't know who it was. And so there was an exchange of gunfire, um, you know, she, she ended up dying. Her boyfriend didn't die, but she ended up dying. Um, it's a really sad story. And they're like, yeah, oh my gosh, like what, what's going on? And I was like, you know, what, what is your, t- what do you think would ha- or should happen should um, yeah. to the people that, that killed her or that took her life? And um, without hesitation, they should go to jail. Like you, it it should be that easy, right? Right. That is how, and, and I want to, to stress the fact that you give them the facts, like shut your mind up, whatever. Because I mean, for me personally, what what I want to say is these terrible people didn't like, you know, like I have my own bias, Mm -hmm. understand as a parent, you do have your own bias. Your only job is to present information to your kids factually without your bias. Yeah, and wanna, then let them yeah you want to inform them not influence them exactly that's brilliant like i i like that inform them not influence them so f- based on that information which all of that information is factual like that is what happened mm-hmm. um they came to their own conclusion and that's how you talk to them about stuff like that because now um it's a lot easier to go into because we talked to them about george floyd as well oh, yeah. um i think probably the first who was the first? Uh, I, I think it was Aubrey, um, the gentleman who was running and the people chased him down. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they chased him down like an animal and killed him. Um, that was that was the first one that I think we we talked to them about. Um, but, yeah, it's it's tricky because we have our bias and our bias are not going away. We got to work on that because we're already adults. But yeah, it's like you said, inform instead of influence. And um, 
you know, hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of where we get tripped up as parents. We we put our success on how they end up, and I think that is a a really big part of it. But they're gonna do whatever, like yeah, they're gonna do what they're gonna I, do. I think that's the heaviest weight a lot of parents are gonna carry with them, especially now with our generation. I mean, all our generation got anxiety depression you know we mm-hmm. dealing with social anxiety um you know what i mean and it's just like it's constant battles of being good enough for your children yeah. for your parents you know uh, or like for society you know for society we want to prove right. to somebody that we're something and then having mm-hmm. children amplifies that because right you're in their eyes you are everything Yes. And, and if you cannot be everything for them, you will feel that 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 failure. At least that's how I would view it. I I have the I have one boy, the junior. Mm-hmm. He's two years old, and he's my oh, everything. Oh, fun! And it's just yes. like I I couldn't imagine failing him, you know? Yeah. And it's just like it bums me out sometimes. I'm just like. I'm trying, buddy. I really am. And so, uh, you know what you, and that's, that's what you said. You need to say that to him often and do it all because I same exact way. Like my fear of failing them was like paralyzing. Sometimes I just be like, if I make a mistake or, or I'm like, I don't even deserve them. They're so awesome. And (laughs) here I am just tripping up over dumb stuff. But I, I apologize to my kids. I explain to them when I make mistakes because it kind of like takes it takes that ickiness of failing them out yeah. when because you are like I said like this is not I mean it's not a debate you are going to fail them we are going to mess up we are going but when you apologize or you acknowledge it with them or you talk my kids are five and six and the compliments I get are they are well-mannered they're um not they're articulate like that's because we do talk to them like adults like this, like, Mm. you know, like adults. And, and um, I think for in a selfish manner, you need to do that as a parent because it kind of relieves that guilt. Mm. Like I, I yelled and it was not because they did anything. It was because I was snippy and in a, I had a short fuse. If I do not then later on talk to them about that and, and, Mm-hmm. I'm going to carry that all day, rest of the day, rest of the week, rest of the week. I'm going to feel so crappy about mm-hmm. doing that, about failing them for snapping on them, that I'm not going to get anything done. So mm-hmm. I just go in there. I'm like, look, <laughs> mommy should have, I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Mommy should not have yelled. I was stressed. I should have taken a minute to, but because then th- they're going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're going to kind of realize like, oh, I'm in a bad mood. That's why I yelled at my sister or that's why I, you know, whatever they see that example, they're going to end up doing that. And also the plus is that you can kind of eliminate or kind of feel a little bit better about that whole fear of failing them. Yeah. I believe it's good. Like that's a perfect way of putting it, you know, by not necessarily dehumanizing yourself, but making humanizing yourself to let your children know that you're a person, you remove that complex. Cause I think that was the biggest problem. I mean, I can't speak with everyone, but I think that was the biggest problem with like people's parents is that you look, you put them on a pedestal, you look up to them and it's like, you know, cause like, you know, not getting like super personal, but like whenever you saw like your dad cry, 
mm-hmm. that shook your world. You never. Oh my god. You never yeah. see that cry. Why? Why are you crying? Well, yeah, exactly. What, what's going on? <laughs> should I cry? Like, you know what I mean? Right. And, like the world is ending right now because, like, know, there's no way you should be crying. Yeah, and I think it's because of that. You know, they had you place the complex on them that mm-hmm. they're strong. Yeah. You know, and and we we take them for granted. You know that they are human too. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I think hopefully our generation can do a lot better with being emotionally available to our children. You know what I mean? And I'm just waiting for him to grow up, my son to grow up a little bit so that he understands that. So I can commute because right now he's two years old and I'm just like, I, what? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, please stop putting that in your mouth. It's not good for you, please. (laughs) And and, you know, he doesn't listen. He's two years old. He just like, he's like, like, yeah, he's like, Oh, I'm not supposed to do this. All right. never mind. Yeah, anything in the hand goes directly to the mouth when they're that age. I don't know what that is. That's like it's a curiosity thing, I guess. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, but like you mentioned, it's perfectly. It's I think by humanizing ourselves, um, it puts us. You know, they always teach us to be, you know, to be at their level. You know, if if you're upset with them, kind of meet them eye to eye so that they don't feel inferior or scared and kind of just talk to them like a person don't baby yeah. them of course and, and, and it's, right don't and go it's, too far the other way yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all about balance and i'm just like i'm learning one step at a time you know because yeah. you know, yeah. like i'm just not i'm not ready for the teenage years because like you know looking, I? I mean looking back at it you're <laughs> like like damn why was i such a bad kid like for for what right? For what? You know what I mean? Like for what? You know, we're we're at that cool age where we're we're old enough to be able to look back on the decisions that we were mm-hmm. as teenagers, but we're also old enough to have like a more mature look on it. And man, I'll tell you, I just sit there trying to di- dissect what my thought process was. Yeah, because I'm like, that was so stupid. Like. <laughs> nothing about this makes sense why did you make that decision and i i still can't figure it out but yeah it's it's wild that, that's the one th- i feel like karma's gonna come get me and just you know what i mean yeah i, I wasn't like super <laughs> right. bad but like it was pretty bad enough to you know warrant a couple things but uh you know, i'm just like i really really don't understand so hopefully he'll be my learning lesson as to why you yeah know. Yeah. Or maybe you learn, we we learn from them as much as they learn from us. So. Oh, I'm learning like almost every day. If you're not learning something new, like what are you? Sure. Yep. You know what are you doing? Kind of deal. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so also um, going back to your YouTube videos, I, I saw you guys build a greenhouse. How was that? Yeah. So the greenhouse is where we were going to start our plants like Mm -hmm. our our seeds so you start them out in like little cups and then you put them out into your garden to grow um but since the last time we talked we're actually what we're thinking about doing is this thing called aquaponics where you actually grow vegetables and all that good stuff without any soil so yeah it's it's and Nick is much better at explaining this, but essentially it's going to be like PVC pipes and it goes around in a circle and you just cut out holes where you put the seed and this, um, I don't know, this material that kind of is a substitute for soil. But anyway, you just run that, the water through and there's a fish tank 
that the water cycles through. So all the like good nutrients that you get from the soil, that's coming from fish, like, you know, their whole thing that they have in the water. So, but the reason why we wanted to do that is because where we're at right now, our land, all of our neighbors have told us about water issues, Mm -hmm. whether it be a well not producing or it's hard to find a well that produces. So this aquaponics thing is actually going to reduce um, the farming water by 90%. So we, we will only need to use 10% of the normal water we would use if we were planting it out in the ground. And this is all like, honestly, like, I don't want to say we wing it because it seems like we're just like sporadic and we don't think about it, but it's constantly, if a better idea comes up, we don't have a problem with like totally abandoning and and switching course so the cool thing about the greenhouse though is it will be able to support this new way that we're thinking about farming Mm -hmm. um just like it would have if we did it the normal way and i mean it's it's huge so it has plenty of space for um any type of craziness that nick or i decide to like uh set up in there so that's been our latest project and it's kind of the it's the first project and it basically starts the rest of the projects that we're going to be having on the land, which is heavy focus on making our food, like <laughs> growing our food. Yeah. So what kind of vegetables do you guys plan on, on producing? Cause I know you guys want to start small, right? And then eventually right. grow into something larger. Go into, man, I will tell you what, the one thing that's really disappointing that I was looking forward to having my own avocados because one, oh, they're expensive man. at the store and two, I can tear up some avocados. How much but are then, avocados in Tennessee? Oh man. First of all, everything's more expensive in Tennessee, which is a little really? disappointing. Yeah. Compared to Texas. Um, the, the gas station, the grocery store, anything is going to be more expensive. So um, the, the uh, avocados normally are about a dollar 18 and that's for the small ones. Um, but I have seen them go down to like 95 cents and 95 cents in Texas at HEB would get me like the middle, the middle size avocado. And then like, once you get to the dollar and more, it's the big ones, but it's, a dollar for the small ones here. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but um the only disappointing thing about that is it's an avocado avocados grow on trees, which though they take like twelve years yep, to, to produce. So I was like, man, okay, well but you know once you, other... once you hit that twelve years though, like Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be so happy. So <laughs> that's that's the long term one. But uh initially it's gonna be cucumbers, um uh cucumbers a lot of kale a lot of greens we mm-hmm. love love making greens we'll saute them put nice. some seasoning on them so we eat that a lot some stuff that i'm gonna adventure on is like squash and eggplant things that we don't necessarily really eat that much but i think it might be because we'll like buy something from the store it'll sit in the fridge and then it'll go bad so then oh, yeah. we're like it's not that we don't like them it's just that we haven't you know, fruit goes bad and vegetables go bad a lot faster. (laughs) You know, you find a pack of crackers like from three weeks ago, you're fine, but you can't do that with. (laughs) Yeah, you got to use that squash in a week. Otherwise you're throwing it out. Exactly. I'm I'm guilty of that too, because we make a a tofu stir fry. And if I don't make it within the next couple of days, Mm -hmm. it's gone. I'm like, I don't even know why I bought bell peppers for, (laughs) you know, because it's like, they go bad so quick. I mean, they're pretty cheap here. They're like a dollar a bell pepper. Oh, okay. Probably yay big, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Same thing with squash and all that. Because I do mushrooms, bell peppers, squash, the tofu. Oh, nice. And then, uh, you know, I try to fry the tofu a little bit in olive oil. Uh-huh. 
and then like mix it all together with a oh that sounds great with a little mix yeah it's it's bomb.com i'm not yeah. trying to brag or anything but, <laughs> but it's pretty good yeah, yeah i tried because you know, we're trying to do like alternative like not alternative it's a weird word to put it like but like vegetarian dishes because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I kill it with the meatloaf game uh game but definitely trying to do less like red meats and stuff like that yeah yeah, it's it's super difficult because eating is like one of our one of the habits that we have the most. So you'll get into that cycle. Let's say you have one off week where you're like, ah, I'm just going to get whatever at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Four weeks later, you're still doing that because it's just, you know, so I we it's a lot of processed stuff for us. So like crackers and like the snacks that get mm-hmm. us because we're we're already not eating meat, but we mm-hmm. still fall into that unhealthy eating when we're not paying attention so um i always tell like before nick goes to the grocery store i'm like okay snap out of (laughs) your normal cycle don't buy the stuff that we normally get but again it's going to be so much easier when it's right outside the stuff that we need to you want like an apple you'd be able to go out and grab it you Mm -hmm. guys plan on doing like an orchard or anything like that like peaches and stuff yes so uh, the kids' big thing, the reason why we're getting cucumbers, every single morning, Kinsey has at least two to three cucumbers, and nice. Lincoln will have um, three apples. And so I'm definitely going to have to have an apple tree because those that alone would save us so much money at the store, just right. their breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have um, an apple orchard. I don't know if we're going to do peaches. That was something that came up, but... Um, peaches is kind of one of those things where it sounds really good and then when i buy them i'll have one and then i never eat the rest of them so (laughs) i don't know what that is but yeah definitely apples oh you can't go wrong the fredericksburg ones you remember fredericksburg peaches those were the bottom right thumb no i don't remember out in texas there's i think it's called fredericksburg they're famous Uh for their peaches and they're talking like, like wallop size they're Anyways. They're really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to try those because I, I I have not tried those. Yeah, I mean that's out in Texas. Like you have to go to Texas to like to to get them to visit Frederick's. Yeah, well, there's a lot of places I actually haven't I didn't visit before I left. Now I'm realizing that I'm gone. Then I'm like, what? Why did I not do that before <laughs> we but left? You've been, but you've been to like Houston and Corpus and all. Yeah, that. yeah, Man, yeah. Those, those all the spots everyone goes to, you know. <laughs> right? check them off the list like okay i went here but the state is so big it's like what do you like it's what massive. do you uh so when you drive two hours in texas you get to like pflugerville like if you're right, going right. from georgetown but here two hours either way we're in a different state like yeah. it that's what throws me off so much because Crazy. nick is like let's go here and i'm like that's in kentucky and he's like it's like it's, it's what are you talking about that's great i always try to explain that to folks that don't have never lived in texas i tell them i'm like oh yeah because i live in san diego so from san mm-hmm. diego to austin is a 24-hour drive right oh my that's like non-stop like <laughs> yes. you know, craziness 24 hours 12 of those hours is el paso <laughs> to austin that's texas yes so half of your trip half of the trip is just texas so you go from california through arizona through new mexico that's 12 hours through three states and then you get to texas and you're like all right i got hours <laughs> yeah and, I was just and like, i'm only gonna see texas this whole and, time. and west texas flat it's flat dirt flat 
Oh god. No. You I don't hate, understand. I, I, hate, I hate driving. Like I drove I visited my mom not too long ago in New Mexico. Uh-huh. And that was a ten hour drive. And oh, that was goodness. that was more than enough. I was like, I hate this. Double hate digit double digit driving? No. Even see, like even like anything over two hours, I'm like <laughs> Cut the cameras. I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. Um, <laughs> but I'm so glad that we were able to uh, chit chat. Yeah, and, and man, discuss that was awesome. the, the different things that you know that we got to catch up on and what you're working on. Um, and like I mentioned, that this platform is not only just for me, but also for um, I like to say like content creators. Yeah. Um, people who like to put things out in the world and be creative. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug in and, um, you know, this is your time to like share with my audience, like, you know, what channels to check out or any kind of deal. So, yeah. So (laughs) awesome. I, I definitely tried to keep everything the same name. So (laughs) if you go to Instagram, you're going to find us the daily craze and on YouTube as well, the daily craze. So, um, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook is kind of, you know, the spillover, I guess I'm, we're pretty much on Instagram and YouTube and on YouTube, you're going to find recipes, um, us talking about family and then a lot of the bus stuff. So if, um, anyone's interest was piqued at the whole bus living thing, we have a lot of that content on YouTube. And then, um, Instagram is just crazy family life, uh, from one day to the next, who knows what's going on. So (laughs) yeah, definitely check us out there. The daily craze. Alrighty, Kayla. Thank you so much for taking your time uh, to speak with me uh, and for being a guest on the thank you again, the podcast Uh, definitely won't be the last episode to have you on. Hopefully we're going to have Nick on as well. You know, have both here to get both perspectives. Uh, Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, You know, you have a good day and definitely have to do this again. Yes, you too. And I appreciate you having um, us on or me on. Like it's, it's incredible to be able to share, you know, this crazy journey that has happened um and then to help out anybody who's interested in doing that as well so i definitely appreciate it but it's so funny that i even have a youtube channel for my family because i was one of those people that always complained i was like who sits around and watches like there's no way i would ever do that and then of course the, the more trash it. you talk, the more you end up like putting your foot in your mouth. Yeah, so here I am. Yours is like <laughs> educational. It's it's entertaining. I try. And I think I do try because you know, of it, that. It's, it's engaging. You know, I'm not gonna sit around 30 minutes to watch the Kardashians. You know, pick yeah. their nose. You know, not. You right. know what I mean? They they got yeah, they, stuff like they that. secured their bag. They're well <laughs> off. I'm not gonna try to support that. I'm gonna support a family like y'all's. You know continuously growing you know yeah i appreciate um, that <laughs> yeah, i'm super glad that i was able to have um someone like you on the podcast you know thank you mm-hmm. um this is your host mario and this is my guest kayla from the daily craze um thank you again uh for visiting us and being on the podcast all right awesome it was great to be here and great to talk to you so i will talk to you next time hey all right that was episode three i hope you all got to enjoy this amazing conversation that i got to have uh, with kayla once again all the things we talked about and discussed and mentioned will be provided in the description box below so please make sure to go and check out their youtube and their ig their youtube is the daily craze so that's you know the t-h-e 
daily d-a-i-l-e-y craze ig goes by the same name make sure to give them a like and and subscribe uh, they are content creators just like myself uh, just uh, doing what they love and putting their work out there uh, so please 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 support them uh, like I mentioned will be in the description box below thank you guys again I hope everyone has a blessed week and thanks for tuning in this is your host and we'll catch you next time on the next episode thank you again the podcast